Welcome back to Hot D in the Morning. Today we got Ryan and James joining us to talk some Hot D, baby. Today, uh, in the news, uh, looks like the Iranian Revolution has kidnapped several American hostages. But on the charts, we got Brian Adams and the summer of 65. <laughs> Guys, can you see me? Yeah. Talk guys? to us, baby. Sorry, guys. Can you just turn up the brightness on this podcast? I can't see anything. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> guys? Sorry. I A few years ago, you guys, we did a podcast about Game of Thrones, and we talked about how we couldn't see anything. I suppose we've learned nothing on the subject, because I still can't see anything. Yeah, it was Dirk. So gosh dang Dirk. Welcome back to the Hot D Podcast brought to you by the HBO Boys. We are here today to talk about two episodes because we didn't do one last week and we apologize profusely. Talking about 106 and 107 and I don't know the names of those. Do you guys know the names of those? Life Happens Baby. Yeah, Yeah, episode 6 is Life Happens Baby and episode 7 is... Too dark to handle. Too dark nice. to handle. Family. Family. <laughs> Family. It is called uh, Season 1, Episode 7, Driftmark. That makes a lot of sense. Thank it's you, where they were. Season 1, James. Episode 6, The Princess and the Queen. <laughs> Adam, write the recap next time, too. Yes. We yeah, are in... <laughs> Yeah. Ten years later, Rhaenyra navigates Alicent's continued... Sp- Whoa. Her lies. <laughs> okay. Allison's lying. The uh, as I recall, 106 opens up with Rhaenyra giving birth, and then yeah. immediately the queen just like comes to me, comes to me over here, bring the goddamn baby. And then the moment Allison looks at the baby, yeah, she saw the queen, and then the queen was like, "Why are you here?" Which was a total B move because like Allison's already had kids at this point, so she should know what it's like. You know, the day right. after you give birth. And then also, right. not the day after, the day of. Time jump, baby. Five minutes ago. Let's do the time it's jump again. Years, right? Everyone's old now. Yeah. Everyone's aged 10 years, except for the rogue P who has not aged at all. And King Viserys, who has and aged Christian. 40 years. <laughs> and who is Gollum uh, now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in this time jump right here. These two episodes that we're talking about is the 10 years later time jump. And don't mm-hmm. get comfortable here because we're going to another time jump next week, which seems like a bit much. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you adapt a story which takes place over a span of 30 years. And, and there's not even that much. It's 150 pages, people. There's not a lot of source material to draw. It's 150 pages, and we're on page, like, 45. Are we really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so what stood out to me from 106, which was way long ago for you guys, audience, was Sir Harwin Strong is now here. He is obviously the father of Rhaenyra's children. Yes. They all have brown hair. Everybody in the castle is just pretending like they... Either pretending they don't know that the lineage of Rhaenyra's children is not by a Valerian, and, and just people talking about it like, how, how are we just going along with this lie? <laughs> Sir Kristen right. Cole is still somehow around and just goading heroin strong. Be like, wow, why don't you let those blonde children beat up those uh, those kids? Are you their father? <laughs> now it's time for James's book reading complaint corner 
Uh, can anybody sing me a oh, perfect. book reading complaining corner intro song? Book reading complaining corner. So here's Beautiful. here's what really grinds my Thank gears. Uh, so Whoa. in the books, Harwin Strong okay. is uh, the yeah. sworn protector of Rainy, which would make sense why he's with her all the time. And in the sh- the show, they made him the captain of the city watch. And like, why would you be with mm-hmm. the queen all the time or the princess or whatever? Like, what? Why are you here, dude? Isn't it weird this that he's always like with, the, with the queen? But it's <laughs> like seems, it's such yeah, a po- even, it's such a pointless change. Up. It's such a pointless change. You don't like the logistics of the employment, and it all it does is make the situation make less sense. And then the character is dead by the end of the episode anyway. So making the change change nothing. I honestly think they're like, well, people are too stupid. We already established the city watch, so we'll just stick with that because they're not going to be like, what? Why? What's this guy's job? I, yeah. you know what? I didn't even pick up on that, James. I just assumed he was another like King's Watchman right. guard, and yeah, like <laughs> like that would be more correct than what the show says. <laughs> uh, okay, well, but, but as you I just said, he is barely here, right? Right. He right. is goaded by Kristen Cole. They get in a fight. He gets fired and sent back home. His dad, the hand of the king, is like, I'll bring him back. And then the weird clubfoot son uh, is just like, hey, Allison, <laughs> listen, uh, they're a big problem for you right now. Harwin's obviously Rhaenyra's kid's dad. That's gross. Everyone hates that. We understand. And they're going back. And it'd just be easier if they weren't here. And Allison was like, yeah, I guess. But no one's insane enough to, I don't know, burn down Heron Hall with a bunch of dudes who got their tongues lashed out moments ago. Uh, no one would ever do that. I did it. I did that. They're Again, dead. in the novella, it is oh not made explicit that Harwin <laughs> is really the father of Rainey's children. That's just like a rumor that a lot of people are saying if they're against her. And so the show just bought into that and presented it as fact. Uh, another interesting decision that they made there. Also, I got to say, Kristen Cole, still around, still has a job, K- killed a man, yeah. killed the highborn man yeah. in front of a group of ch- like uh, an entire wedding party. Didn't lose his yeah, job. Right. No punishment. He's still I here. Why? He hasn't aged and he's still a douchebag. And he's like, well, I'm mad at my ex for breaking up with me. So I'm going to like beat up her innocent children. Yeah, I'm team Allison now slash team green. And I'm over here doing whatever I want, being the most annoying character on the show by far. What I really wonder, though, now that we're really getting into it, are there going to be deranged, psychotic, pro Allison supporters amongst the fans? Yes. Yes. Insane. (laughs) Yeah. People will be team green. And even with what happened in 107, which... It was oh, yeah. insane. Uh, you know, so Laris Strong, the club footman, now getting in real deep with Allison because he's just like, you told me to. And she's like, I didn't, man. I did not tell you to do that. Immediately. Kristen Cole, beat this dude to death right now. Okay. I mean, like, Sounds I've done good. it for way less. <laughs> the club foot guy is, is like, kind of weirds me out. I think that's what they're going this for. is such yeah, lazy naming from george rr martin okay so the master of spies is varis in game of thrones and in hadi it'll be laris <laughs> yeah a real large jump and he's not the spider he's the bumblebee man 
<laughs> he just is weird, man. Like, I don't know. Too, too, I don't know. He's got ulterior motives. Obviously. He's picking yeah. a side. He's putting his chips on Team Allison slash Team oh, yeah. Green. And he's all in. We also, in 106, get to meet all the children. And for a little bit there, it kind of felt like they were forcing them upon the audience. Like, these people matter now. They weren't here at all before. But these two blonde children, the one that's older and everyone who's not Rhaenyra and her faction wants to be king and then the blonde-headed stepchild the second one Aemond who just keeps going into the dragon pit trying to get murdered by a dragon uh, <laughs> and then also uh Harwin's kids with Rhaenyra they have brown hair that's how you know that's them they have no distinctive qualities and are not interesting at all they just no. keep getting the shit kicked out of them by the blonde people so and boring. do you do you care about them do you guys no, care not at all uh i do kind of <laughs> like the two now allison's princes prince Aegon, Prince Aemon. I like them because they're both like kind of weird and distinct. And I like mm. like Aegon, I think, has a pretty cool attitude where like he doesn't give a shit about succession and he just wants to party. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I the did, way yeah. we get introduced to him, as you might recall, was he was standing in a window, pleasuring himself, yeah. hoping that he would just cover the kingdom in his juice. <laughs> it was I weird. Just, that we, that was so unnecessary, man. Like I, I, don't I, know. I liked it. <laughs> I did. I didn't. It HBO, was freaking baby. weird, dude. Yeah, it but was. it's not even like like why? Why is that scene there? And then it's his because- mom comes in, like no big deal, and she's like, hey put your clothes on (laughs) right this is not the first time this has happened (laughs) obviously just like oh oh you need to put your peepee away son i think it was a good introduction to that character you understand who that kid is from the (laughs) very beginning all he wants to do is get drunk and masturbate in windows that's his whole thing man (laughs) cover the land with his seed (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly man that's my that was what i felt (laughs) i didn't like it No. So the groundwork for these two factions obviously being laid in 106. At the end of it, Rhaenyra goes to Laenor and is like, let's just get out of here. Right? (laughs) Like, like, let's just not be here anymore. Let's not sail towards the oncoming storm. Let's escape. And he's like, uh, Lenor is like, yeah, sure. I'm barely in this show. So yeah, let's get out of here. (laughs) And then they go to Dragonstone, which historically a place where boring things happen in this show, or at least in Game of Thrones. Yeah. I liked seeing the dragons actually just like kind of hanging out on the beaches and stuff. (laughs) Like (laughs) at the end of episode six. The rogue P's wife is like oh, having a yeah. bad labor and oh, yeah. rather than be forgot about killed this. by maesters or whatever, runs over to her dragon, Vagar, the last of the three conquerors dragons and gets burned to death. And so they have to have a yes. royal funeral. Vagar, the biggest of the dragons who are living, looks like an old geezer dragon, but he's gigantic. <laughs> and oh. I think the most interesting part of that scene, other than the fact that she did suicide by dragon, her own dragon, was that the maesters were like, we got to cut her open and try to get the kid out, but it will definitely kill her. So yeah. uh, Damon, uh, the the rogue P-Baby, given the same exact moral conundrum that Viserys got and choosing something else, choosing, no, don't do that. That sounds insane. But right. she was obviously having a hard time with being an 
Estes, I want to, or Pentos, and also a hard time with this particular pregnancy. I don't think they dove far enough in to completely earn her asking her own dragon to burn her to death, but it was metal as fuck. Okay, and I know that, Ryan, this must have crossed your mind, and I'm sure it crossed a lot of people's minds. I was like, oh, but what if she's unburnt like Danny, and then fired some work on her? (laughs) Turns out, nope, she's a skeleton. Yeah. I felt the same way, though, Ryan. It it, it happened so quick. Everything just happened so quick to lead to that. And I was like, that doesn't, that's not justified, is it? Yeah. Like, and then I, I Damon's like, reaction is so understated, too. He just kind of looks worried. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, it was this a happens. feeling of like, I knew she was sad, but I didn't know she was that sad. And yeah. <laughs> When she asked the, I like when she asked Vagar to burn her alive. Vagar was like, "What you talking about?" I was like, are, uh, "That's crazy." Are you sure? Are you really? Because it's like a, a, like the audience might think you're not burning, but I know you're gonna burn for sure. <laughs> so here's a detail, Adam, that you might not know: these dragons sure. they can only be bonded with one rider at a time, and Targaryens right. they actually fly the dragons not with the harness or anything, but basically they use their telepathic link that they make with the dragons in order to fly them. The Starks also have this kind of ability, but with wolves. Oh, oh okay, okay. Those dire wolves, am I, am I right? <laughs> that you are correct. No, yeah, so like there are like moments in Game of Thrones where Daenerys is in trouble and her dragons like feel it in their dragon bones and so then go Avatar. and save her. Yes, a little okay. bit. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I like that. I think that's neat. As we get to 107, the first 20 minutes, the first thing that they ever shot with a bunch of people who didn't know each other, and you have everybody there. You have all the kids. You have the adult versions of Alicent and Rhaenyra. You have Mm -hmm. Corlys. You have the princess who was promised and then snatched away. You have Otto, by the way, is now the hand of the king again because the other guy got burned to death uh, Mm -hmm. because of the Harrenhal curse slash his clubfoot son killed him for funsies. (laughs) And you have Viserys looking Gollum and uh, he's Colin, but he looks like he just looks real bad. Yeah. Damon's there laughing at the funeral of his wife, which was off-putting. Yeah, oh, <laughs> but I, yeah. At the same time, I was just like, what is Damon truly? I don't know what's going through his mind almost at any given point. Rhaenyra is. Yeah, that's possible. Viserys, king normal guy, tries to squash the beef. He's like, hey, dead wife, I've been there. Let's be friends again, brother. <laughs> and and Rogue P just seriously flips out like a fucking spaz. He's like, no, I don't want to make up with you. <laughs> All the while, the blonde children, the oldest ones just getting wasted. And uh, the blonde girl, I don't remember her name, but she's playing with a spider and she creeps yeah. me out. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. <laughs> we should also say Allison's two kids. One of them hatched a dragon egg and is a dragon rider. That's the oldest son, Amond. But the younger mm. son, Aegon, did not hatch an egg and so does not have a dragon. I think you just flipped up. You flipped him. You did a flip. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's hard. All the names are the same. So weird. But a question about the dragon um, gifting. Like, do they, are, they're given a dragon egg, right? Every and time a Targaryen is it? born, a, a dragon egg is placed in their crib. Most okay. of the time, they will hatch, but oftentimes they don't. Okay, now what what made it did did his just not hatch or did he not get one? Just bad luck, bro. 
He got one. It was and it just bad luck. Yeah. Yeah, he oh, got one okay. of them dud eggs, dud uh, eggs, which was why back in 106, they were discussing like they were basically the old Eamon and the br- the brunette children mm-hmm. were goading him because they were like, you don't have a dragon. You fucking yeah. suck. Yeah, I saw I, 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 I recognized that that he didn't have one, but I didn't I didn't like pick up that it got just bad luck, bro. <laughs> so I was going to say we went pretty quick, but like episode six, I found extremely boring. Episode seven. Yeah. It really fucking takes off. Oh, yeah. The night of this funeral. And Amond sneaks out and Vagar, currently riderless, and he seizes the fucking ultimate opportunity and jumps on Vagar and bonds with her. And um, so quickly. Yes. (laughs) And Vagar is currently the biggest dragon left. It was one of the three dragons that Aegon the Conqueror and his sisters took to Westeros. So it's the oldest, Mm. biggest dragon in the world currently. So he just got like. All the nuke codes. This one dragon is like there are not many dragons that would even be able to take Vagar on 2v1. Maybe Caraxes, Damon's dragon, maybe Sunfire. But like Vagar is the alpha dragon for sure. For sure. And that is the scene that we were discussing at the beginning being dark as fuck. I think it's obvious that it was shot during the day and then they made it look like the night. And for some reason they were watching it on a screen and not one person person was like should we take the brightness up a little bit oh it was so bad like i hate that effect too where you can clearly see it's daylight i don't like that they they use that in like b movies and it pisses me off in in wait b movies starring jerry seinfeld yeah 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 Yeah. what do you you like jazz i love jazz that scene comes straight from the books and it rolls into the next one which is where rainy's kids and rogue p's kids whose mom used to ride vagar are like what the fuck dude that was supposed to go to one of us. You just stole a dragon from us. And he's like... Didn't seize the opportunity. Too bad, man. Carpe diem. Yeah. And it <laughs> turns into a horrifying child brawl where there's oh all these God. kids who are like under 10 are savaging each other. And Amund is taking it way too far and is about to like <sighs> stove in Rainy's youngest son when her Rainey's older son slashes him in the face with a dagger. It was pretty it was pretty epic. One of Rhaenyra's son's pocket sands aim on him and then <laughs> he gets slashed sand. in the face. The yes. uh the oldest blonde boy not there, drunk somewhere, Otto Hightower like brought him away at some point. And yes, Amond is taking it way too far. About yeah. to bash one of their fucking heads in with a rock, which somehow doesn't get brought up later. And that's insane. But yeah, he get his eye taken out and then it gets to, I think, my favorite scene so far in House of the Dragon, which is that like 15 minute scene where lines are fucking drawn. Dude. Oh, yeah. And that that scene fucking ruled. And that was straight from the books. And the next scene original the show and i thought maybe the best scene of the show so far so let's talk about the scene where all of the parents are yes. taking account of what happened in the child and, right isn't this kind of like you know joffrey and aria by the stream in episode two a hundred percent and as you might recall in the game of thrones one of the wolves died like robert baratheon offhandedly when cersei was like there must be an eye for an eye which is literally happening in house of the dragon and metaphorically happening in game of thrones robert baratheon is just like kill one of the goddamn direwolves who gives a shit like let's all just move on with their fucking lives when joffrey in game of thrones was obviously the one at fault but in this 
The difference is that King Viserys is not Robert Baratheon. He's King Normal Guy. And he's still, because he's been doing this like with the only little energy that he has, still trying to squash beef. And while, as me personally, I'm like, dude, this is obviously gone farther than, hey, please stop. Right. And I don't know about you guys, but I think Viserys like really fucking bungled this. He is oh, so yeah. much more worried about the issue of like the parentage of Rainey's kids and people starting rumors or saying shit about them. That's his only concern. When one of his kids just had their eye torn out and he like doesn't seem to care much about that at all. Yeah, right, right. It was like an afterthought. It, yeah, and it obviously enrages Alicent. Because she's like, because exactly like you just said, like, your son is never going to see out of his left eye again. It got fucking taken out. Right. It's on the beach somewhere. Are you out of your mind? Like, there's nothing going to happen from your mouth right now about that. And then he walks up to the oldest Targaryen boy and he's like, who told you this slander? And honestly, the most endearing moment for that character when the guy, the kid was like, Dude, everyone knows. Yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then Cats all, the bag, all Viserys has to say about it is anyone who says that Luke and Jace are bastards uh, is, is committing treason. And Allison just can't take it anymore. And she's like, Kristen Cole, bring me Luke Targaryen's eye. <laughs> Unreal. And Kristen Cole's like, oh, perfect. Yeah, I would love to do that. What a bad mother. I'm going to go attack that child but i was just like dude king's card can't attack the royal family i mean i mean Kristen cole can do whatever he wants apparently but like you'd think if he moved to do that the other king's guard in the room would have to fight him right like yeah yeah <laughs> they don't they look at him about to go do it and they're like what do we do yeah, i'm like, not how, sure how do we navigate By the way, this damon in the corner still just laughing being like just watching the world burn down and being really psyched about it when Viserys orders Kristen Cole to stand down, fucking Alicent grabs a Valerian steel dagger and moves to like the a dagger attack the children. And Rainy actually looks like she's loving this because she's not afraid <laughs> of Alicent at all. And so she's right. just like catches her hand and she's like, you fucking bitch. Now everyone knows how crazy you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's what Rainey wanted. She wanted Allison to show who she truly was. And that's right. what she says to her face, still goading her, at which point Allison slashes at her. And now with Rainey bleeding and Viserys being like, okay, well, now it's really done, guys. Okay, <laughs> now it's been a lot. And now we should really stop. Everyone go to their rooms. We'll reconvene in the morning. So what they've done here, quite quite masterfully, I think, and you got to give it to the showrunners, is give Allison a much richer motivation than she has in the books. Because in the book, she's just like a Lady Macbeth type. She's just power hungry for her kids. But here, like, she keeps getting fucked over by this shitty dragon family. <laughs> The shitty dragon family. Including her husband, who just didn't stand up for her child and his child. So she's like, well, then I got to take it into my own hands and yeah. actually do something about this. Well, by the way, her father watches and you're thinking to yourself, if you're me, Otto Hightower just got this job again as the hand of the king. And he, although did obviously tell Allison 10 years ago, like, if you don't get a hold of this shit, you're going to die. I'm going to die. Your children are going to die. So yeah. fucking buck the fuck up. And 
I loved the scene after that where he walks in and Allison's like, just tell me I fucked up. Just tell me I did a bad job. And he was like, no, I loved it. Yes, queen. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yes, queen. But again, as I mentioned before, in that scene where they were, you know, all discussing the fight that happened, no one was like, hey, he was going to hit me with a rock and yeah. kill me. Uh, but they would have they believed them at that point? Or we're just like, oh, you're just adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. All of the children were telling half lies that are based yeah. on what they want everyone to think is true. Right. <laughs> but it's an, it's another example of how Jace and Luke are barely characters right now. Who? Why would anyone care about them at all? And they're just there to be silent and have things happen to them, except for, I suppose, when they're on a beach throwing sand in somebody's <laughs> eyes and slashing an eyeball out. <laughs> But like Amond and Aegon or Aegon, like you know exactly who they are by the end of this episode. Yeah, you know that Amond is the Joffrey of this show. Yeah, you've done a really good job with two of these characters, and you've done a really bad job with the other two. Amond is is Joffrey and Jaime fusion together, basically. And he comes out of this episode as a person who is obviously detestable, but I'm not rooting for him to fail. <laughs> I, I, want, I want him to be around. The child actor who played Amond, I think, was the best child actor on any Game of Thrones show so far. So he good. Was amazing. Which is why it really sucks that he's gone now. Yeah, he's gone. Say We're done with them. <laughs> Is that Say the masturbating one? No, this is the one. No, that that's the oldest one. We're talking gotcha. about Aemond who takes on yes. Vagar. Bad, bad eyes. Bad eyes. So bad. Gotcha. He doesn't have an eyeball anymore. Yeah. And for us to only have these actors for two episodes is a disservice to the audience and really sucks because we see in the trailer, they're going ahead more years right. and we're getting right. new actors for both of those children and for Luke and Jace at the same time, which is fine for me because I'm not a attached at all to those two brown hair children because they didn't try at all to get me to be attached to them but they did a good job with the other two and well, they're gone so like yeah. Amond is such a little shit i mean but again like the the kid the performance he's killing it and i love that line where he's like it's all right mother it was a fair price they got an eye i got a dragon yeah i loved that that was great it was cool because he it's he sees the broader picture. He's at 30,000 feet on a, the biggest dragon in the world being like, who cares about it? I don't need to see. My dragon will see for me. Like literally, Adam, yes, he will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he will look through the dragon's eyes. <laughs> yeah. And amongst all of this, Damon and Rhaenyra uh, go for a little walk on the beach. They put that in their online uh, dating profiles that they love long walks on the beach while a tiny child uh, flies over them on the biggest dragon in the world. That's something very specific. They both said. And they're discussing how they should be together. Damon's like, well, we can't, dude. You have a husband. And she was like, that's a solid point that yeah. I bet we could take care of. Anyway, let's bone. So Yeah, yeah. well, that was bone? after the boning. Yeah, and then they hatched this insane conspiracy. But before that, there's Unreal. a great scene where Lenor is like, you know what, Rainy? I'm sorry. I've been detached and I haven't been performing my role of sham husband and father. Uh, well yeah. enough, but now I'm I'm really gonna do it. Let's you and I do this together as partners. I'm gonna be a new man, and Rainy's like, bad. great, do that for a whole awesome. day. <laughs> yes, and then as I recall, I watched a video that said and this is not from me reading it, obviously, but I'm sure you know this, James, where 
in the book, doesn't Lenore actually die? And yes. in the show, they chose, nope, it's just like a fake out death. Yeah, right. Where, I like the fake out. So Damon pays his boyfriend to murder him. And then either the- Lenore's bo- boyfriend. Yeah, Lenore's boyfriend, that is. And then either Lenore and the boyfriend on their own hatch a second scheme, or this is part of Damon's scheme all along, where like, Lenore just, you know, basically empties his parents' ATM and runs off with his boyfriend and fakes his death. And I have to say- <sighs> Sorry, guys. I don't know if it's because I was tired or what. But, like, they show that big reveal as the last image that, like, oh, Lenore's not dead. He's leaving. He's faking his death. And I was just like, oh, and now he's just on the robot with some random guy. Because, again, they keep changing (laughs) actors. Right? When I think of Lenore, I I visualize the younger actor. Same as when I think of Rainey. I think of the younger, younger actress. So... Sorry, that's on me. I did not know until the after the episode sequence. In the after episode sequence, they're like, and then Lenor got away. I was like, he did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it loses its um, power when it's you, you deal with literally what we're going to deal with three different actors for these characters over the course of this show. Like, I mean, on. He, he is on that boat with his haircut. And so there yeah. were a lot of people on the internet who didn't realize the same thing you didn't realize, James. It wasn't, yeah. you are not alone in this. But it also speaks to the idea that you, especially in this show, but you know, you think you're falling in love with characters, but it's, you're not. You're falling in love with actors' portrayals of characters. Right. So when they keep interchanging these actors, you sort of have to like, re-like them or not every time. 106 basically was a second pilot because they were like, you just need to fall back in love with these characters. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, I like new Rainy. I like new Alicent. I think they're both doing a very, very good job. I'm going to miss the other versions of them for sure, Mm -hmm. but I like them. They did a good enough job of making me like them. All the children at the end of 106, I barely cared. And at the end of 107, as I just said, I finally got to like two of them. Right. And then they're snatching them away. Yeah. And Maybe they'll Game be just as good in, in eight. Has always been kind of sloppy with the aging thing. And, you know, some of that is just the restrictions of dealing with real actors who, like, don't age the way you want them to. And right. uh, in Game of Thrones, we had Arya and Sansa growing up into early adulthood while Gilly's baby is, like, still a baby. <laughs> and, uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's issues like that. And then my dad was kind of laughing about how the Rogue P has been 38 for the past 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly And like, they didn't even try to age him. They didn't even try anything to age him. I had a good line when, when, during the romance scene, like before they hooked up, he's like, when Rainy, now that we're the same age, now that it's been 20 years and we're the same age, why don't we get married? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all that's changed on me is i got a different wig I, there are three damon wigs and that's yeah. how you know and i um, so i wear a different wig and when i do crimes i have a hoodie i have a i have a i have a hoodie for crimes and anyway let's bang yeah th- this this wig is slightly thinning <laughs> i loved episode seven i thought it was one of the best so far yeah it was great uh i really wonder like where they're going to be by the end of episode 10 
Uh, I'm not, I'm not really checking out the buzz online, but my elderly father is very annoyed. He's like, when is the dragon war? And I'm like, it's coming. Relax. I know. I want more dragons. God, we got more dragons here, which was psyched. I was psyched, hyped. Yeah. 107 was really cool to see three dragons in the same place at the same time that weren't Danny's dragons. Mm. And all of these dragons are now not on the same team, mm. which uh, like your dad, a part of me is just like, I want dragons to find. I want it now. <laughs> oh, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for fire breathing dragon wars. That's what I want. I just like, I, I forgot how Kristen Cole dies in the book. So I'm just really looking forward to that being surprised. Maybe he's immortal at the end. Maybe he just, uh, he's, uh, he grows up and he becomes the hound. He's still in game of Thrones. That'd be cool. But, like, they're already foreshadowing, like, the end of Allison's story, and uh, that shit is dark. We shall see. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't want to know any more about the future, though. Okay. Yeah. But they are, <laughs> yeah. they're foreshadowing yeah, 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 yeah. it. You better, you better no, believe I, it. I, I gather that as much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the shot. It was an aerial shot above them where truly, like, they just picked a side and walked to a different side of a room mm. and looked at each other menacingly. And I was like, <laughs> that should have been the end. The end should not have been uh, Lanor, who like half the internet couldn't even tell was him on a boat. Who cares about that part? Uh, just have it the end be Alicent and Rhaenyra looking at each other like, I'm gonna come for that fucking ass. Mm. Here's a question for you guys. What are we gonna, what show are we gonna talk about when Hot D's over? How much time is in between Hot D and The Last of Us? Many months. Oh, so many months. Well, um, oh, there isn't there. Um, oh, Perry Mason's there's a new HBO be show coming out. What'd you say? I think Perry Mason's getting a season two soon. I love that shit. Uh, White Lotus is coming out. White Lotus is the yeah, answer. I want to do White Lotus for sure. White Lotus uh, season two is happening at the end of October. Yeah. And that is the answer. In fact, uh, I think it will be really cool for us three to do it because it will sort of like topsy turvy the yeah. hot D dynamic that we have where Adam doesn't really know anything. But James, if you actually get to get in and watch uh, White Lotus season one before season two comes out, you could be like a freshly binged White Lotai yeah, and, it's uh, worth it. well, and I join really us on our guys. second season adventure. And I would like to join you and i had an excellent tonight uh recording this episode with you guys and I, i'll actually see you guys this weekend probably at chad's funeral and we can hook up then jesus oh, christ that's okay. dark <laughs> what excuse me well because you know that's you why he hasn't been on the show Chad for on so long yeah, oh yeah that's right i messaged him today because uh the halloween one shot yes. uh the yearly halloween one shot a sequel to last year's i really want to record soon and i was like chad just give me any day you might be free did not get back to me <laughs> he didn't even get ghosted back to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah it was, it was really chill <laughs> so chill 